Hi, I'm Gavin Gibanoni. I'm Professor of Neurology at Barts and the London School of Medicine and Dentistry. And I'm coming back to you with the concept of neurological uh, stress tests. Um, I suppose what a neurological stress test does, it basically looks for subclinical uh, damage to a particular pathway that MS may cause that you may not be aware of. And I'll give an example of a, a patient of mine who has MS when you see him you would think he was normal. However, when he runs marathons, he develops a drop foot. In other words, he gets what we call fatigue-related foot drop that comes on towards the end of the marathon. Um, however, over the last few years, the foot drops occurring earlier and earlier during the during, during a run, and uh, you know he's worsening. In other words, in other words, he's by exercising, he's bringing out the fact that he's got progressive involvement or worsening involvement of that particular pathway, the fibers that supply the power to the lower limb. So this gentleman essentially has secondary progressive MS, but nobody's going to label him as secondary progressive MS because we don't use this neurological stress test in clinical practice. We use the EDSS. And the question I'm going to ask you is, would you as a person with a disease like to have stress tests to see if you've got reduced reserve in any particular component of your nervous system maybe cognitive and maybe sensory maybe motor in other words maybe upper limb coordination you know you can bring these out by stressing the nervous system and uh, if I, I refer to a paper done by Don Mahad's group uh, in Edinburgh where they took people with very mild disability and they put them on a treadmill and they monitored their gait and they showed out you could bring out um, worsening of neurological function by testing these people uh, on a treadmill and this is what i would call a neurological stress test it's not new to, not new to the world we do this in cardiology all the time there's no point in uh, getting people to walk to test their heart you put them on a treadmill and you build up the strenuous activity until they develop uh, changes on the ecg where they get chest pain and that's what we call a, a, a cardiac stress test you have to exercise to bring out the fact that they may have reduced blood supply to their heart. And it's bringing that cardiology concept uh, into MS to pick up the smoldering MS pathology. So please read the newsletter. It goes through the background of why we want neurological stress tests. And it also brings up this concept of why we want to use the term smoldering MS to describe all these processes rather than the term PIRA. And I have had some pushback from the MS community about the term smoldering. They want us to use PIRA exclusively to describe this process. But the point about PIRA is that it's overt. It's basically based on the EDSS or expanded disability status scale that we measure in clinical trials. It's not routinely measured in clinical practice. And it doesn't capture other components of smoldering disease, like loss of nerve fibers in the retina, you know, accelerated brain volume loss, doesn't pick up slowly expanding lesion, doesn't pick up the changes in the spinal fluid, doesn't pick up changes on, on stress tests, for example. So the concept I want to get across is that smoldering MS is so much more than just PIRA. PIRA is part of smoldering MS, but smoldering MS refers to the whole gamut of evidence that we have that this dis disease is getting worse in quite a few, in most people, to be honest to you, despite being free of relapses and MRI activity. The other thing about smoldering MS is the term was coined by the pathologist to describe a particular type of MS lesion. And uh, that we now think is the slowly expanding lesion. So it also brings to mind the concept of this ongoing chronic inflammation within the brain and spinal cord that's driving some of these delayed uh, changes. So, um, 
one of the reasons for doing this newsletter is to just get you to re repeat a survey I did uh, over two years ago around the name to, to refer to this um, these processes. And I'd just like to get some feedback uh, if you like the term smoldering or you prefer the term PIRA or one of the other terms. So there's a short three question survey that will take you about 15 seconds or less uh, to complete if you don't mind uh, clicking on the link. Uh, yeah, uh, in, the, in the newsletter to complete the survey. Um, and finally, um, I'd just like to thank all of you who are subscribers. Um, I'm gradually building up enough uh, subscription income from the MSL for newsletters to make uh, the, hopefully the website uh, viable. I'm using it to, to hire a medical writer and a website designer to produce the companion MSL for microsite, which will be a curated uh, website with an index and easy to find uh, information around the topics. And then we'll also be using the income from the subscription model for the um, massive open online course uh, that we will be designing and running for people with the disease at different stages of the disease. Um, so I really do appreciate your support. Don't worry if you can't afford to, to, to subscribe, you can still get all the information for free. It's just that uh, um, we're using the income from the subscription model uh, to support other components of MSLV way and beyond just these uh, newsletters. Thank you and enjoy the, uh, the, the newsletter or the podcast, depending on which one you consume.